Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor, coming to you from Atlanta, where we're rocking the sports bell from the ATL. So glad to be back with you. And, of course, anytime you can reach out to me to talk sports or anything else for that matter, you can reach out to me on social media at Kevin Taylor 98 Again, it's Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hopefully everyone's doing well. Happy Thanksgiving, a time to be shared every day and every night, of course, is a day and night of Thanksgiving, and this time of year, I know you're wanting to be around family, watching football, having fun, and hey, that's what we're going to do on this edition of the program. We're going to talk about Falcon Saints, also Georgia, Georgia Tech, as well as Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and the Atlanta Hawks. So it's going to be an exciting program right here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much. Yeah, for being a part of the program. And, of course, I love you for downloading and listening to the show. Let's start by previewing Thursday night's down south Super Bowl between New Orleans and Atlanta. That's what it's like because the Falcons are not really going anywhere. And the Saints, yeah, they're on a mission to at least get back to the NFC Championship game. You can tell that. The Saints have won three of the last four in this series, and the last game between the NFC South rivals in Atlanta, the Saints won 43-37 in overtime on September 23rd, 2018. The Saints have won eight of the last nine this season with the only loss at home to the Falcons earlier this month, 26-9. That's, of course, when the Saints were held out of the end zone, which was shocking. And this is also when most fans thought the team was starting the second half of the season in the way they should have most of the season by playing it and winning a winnable game and playing to their level of football, which was very competitive. This is the second straight year the teams have played on Thanksgiving. The Saints beat the Falcons 31-17 in New Orleans last season, and uh, the game was not as close as, as the score would indicate. The Saints are 2-0 and on Thanksgiving with quarterback Drew Brees, and the Falcons, their head coach Dan Quinn, is 4-5 and five against the Saints. Now, the Saints, their wide receiver, Michael Thomas, leads the NFL with 104 catches and just over 1,200 yards receiving. So the defensive secondary for the Falcons will have its work cut out for it and trying to contain him, but I think they can. Thomas has 30 catches for 402 yards and three touchdowns in three games against Atlanta. Defensive end Cameron Jordan has five and a half sacks in his last three road games and nine and a half sacks overall this season. So he's, he's playing very well. Uh, the Saints have not allowed 100 yards for a rusher in 37 straight games, so that says something about their defense, and this also includes the playoffs. Now, the Falcons were held without a sack last week after combined 11. Yes, you heard me right, 11 in the previous two games, including six against the Saints' offense. Now, defensive tackle Grady Jarrett had two and a half sacks in the first meeting between the two teams, so we'll see if he can keep that intensity going on Thanksgiving night. Now, running back Brian Hill, he ran for 61 yards against the Saints, but was held to 44 combined in the last two weeks as a fill-in for Devontae Freeman, who was injured. Now, Freeman returned to practice earlier this week, so we'll see if he plays on Thursday or if he'll be limited if he does so. Speaking of injuries, Julio Jones has a shoulder injury, and it's unclear if he will play. And if he does not, then Dirk Cutter, who's the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, would have to be creative in his play calling to open up the field against the Saints' defense. Now, let's take a look at where these two teams rank 
offensively as well as defensively and overall. Overall, the Saints offense is 12th in the league. Uh, they're 17th rushing, 9th in passing. The Saints defense overall is 10th, 3rd against the rush, 14th against the pass. Falcons offense is 10th overall, 31st rushing. Yes, you heard me right, 31st rushing. That's next to the last. And their third passing, which is, of course, pretty good. Yeah, I, I would say so. <laughs> the Falcons defense, they're 26th overall. 18th against the pass, 27th. I'm sorry, 18th against the rush, 27th against the pass. Now, this is one of those games, of course, as a fan, this is your bitter rival. It's very bitter. These two teams don't like each other. I'm from Atlanta. There's no way I'm going to say the Saints are going to win. Come into Atlanta and win. I don't care if the Falcons are 3-8. and eight. No, I'm going with Atlanta all the way. Yes, you heard me right. I'm going with the Falcons. So, Thanksgiving night, National TV, I think the Falcons will take it. You guess the game starting about 8, 8.15, 8.20, somewhere along there, on NBC. All right. It's the game that's called Clean Up Fashion Hate between Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech closes this season on Saturday when it hosts rival from Athens, Georgia, for the fourth, for the 114th edition of Clean Up Fashion Hate at Bobby Dodge Stadium. Kickoff at the 12th noon, and you can catch this game on ABC. Georgia Tech comes into the season finale. They they had a 28-26 win over North Carolina State in their final ACC game of the season last Thursday night at Bobby Dodge Stadium. Now, the Jackets got to a 21-3 halftime lead, and it was highlighted by a career-high time 141-yard performance from sophomore running back Jordan Mason. And also the team racked up a season-high 395 yards of total offense in the win. The two Jackets were named ACC Players of the Week following the win over North Carolina State. Redshirt freshman Jordan Dominic had 10 tackles and a tackle and a half for a loss, and he was named the ACC Defensive Lineman of the Week. And redshirt freshman quarterback James Graham had 241 yards of total offense and four total touchdowns. He was named ACC Co-Rookie of the Week in recognition of their performances in that win over North Carolina State. Now, of course, Georgia's defense is not like North Carolina State, so we'll see if James Graham can uh, put up some good numbers on Saturday. Now, the Georgia Tech-Georgia series is one of the major college football oldest and most played rivalries. Now, only 12 NCAA Division One FBS rivalries began before Georgia Tech and Georgia played the first time in 1893, and only 17 FBS rivalries have been played more often than the previous 113 editions of this contest. Now, the two head coaches are familiar with each other, as Jeff Collins of Georgia Tech and Curry Smart of Georgia were both on Nick Saban's staff at Alabama in 2007. Now, Smart was the defensive backs coach, and Collins was the director of player personnel. But, of course, that friendship will go out the window come noon on Saturday for sure. Now, Saturday is senior day also for Georgia Tech as it honors the eight seniors on this active roster. And can you believe that this is the second fewest in NCAA Division One FBS? Yes, it is. I was shocked to hear that, too, to see that. Defensive back Christian Campbell, tight end Tyler Cooksey, running back Nathan Cottrell, tight end Tyler Davis, defensive lineman Brent Tavius Glanton, wide receiver Amari Jarrett, offensive lineman Scott Morgan, and offensive lineman Jarrett Southers are seniors. 
on the Georgia Tech active roster. So we shout out to them and say congratulations. A job well done during their careers as Yellow Jackets. And, of course, we want to wish them much success as well. Uh, hopefully it'll be in football, but if not, hey, whatever they choose to do after they graduate. But Tech fans, I'm sorry. I think Georgia, who's favorite to win this game by 28 points, will get the win and go into the SEC championship game next weekend on a high note. I will be at Bobby Dodge Stadium on a Saturday. So, like I told you, check out my social media pages at Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I keep you abreast in uh, you know the the information that you'll be wanting to know uh, concerning this game and also post game reaction as well. Now, also, Georgia State, they will travel to Statesboro. That is just maybe outside Savannah by a few miles <laughs> around the Georgia coast. They're going to be traveling to face their in-state rival of Georgia Southern. Now, this is going to be a good game. Georgia State comes into this game at 7-4. Georgia Southern at 6-5. and five. Of course, both teams are bowl eligible, and they don't like each other at all, just like Georgia Georgia Tech. Kickoff is at 6 p.m. at Paulson Stadium in Statesboro, and uh, this should be a great contest as well. Georgia State, they are wanting to keep their momentum like they did last year against Georgia Southern as they came out on top at home. So we'll see if Georgia State can get a win down in Statesboro. All right, now on to the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks. Mm, yeah. They're now 1-10 in their last 11 games. The team has really struggled since John Collins has been out of the lineup because of suspension. But after a promising start, the Hawks are really struggling, as I mentioned, and struggling in a big way. They're now 4-14 and on the season, 14th in the Eastern Conference, and as of Wednesday, they were tied with the New York Knicks for the worst record in the Eastern Conference. They've now lost eight straight games, 2-8 and eight in the conference, and uh, on Wednesday night, they started a three-game road trip that I call the Thanksgiving road trip in Milwaukee against the Bucks, and lost 111 to 102. Giannis, hey, he's doing his thing this year. He was second going into the game in the league and scoring with just over 31 points per game. And uh, the Bucks are now nine and two against the Eastern Conference teams, and they are seven zero against opponents with a losing record. The Hawks are now three and fourteen when giving a 100 or more points, and that's that's very concerning. I know this is a young team, which is just, just very concerning. Mm. Trey Young, of course, leads the Hawks in going into Wednesday's game. He led them in scoring with uh, about 27 points per game and just under nine assists per game as well. Jabari Parker, he had a big night on Wednesday night, and he's second on the team in scoring as he's going into Wednesday's game with a 16.9-point average and uh, 6.1 rebounds. So uh, the Hawks, they, even though they didn't play well on Wednesday night, they got another opportunity. They traveled to Indiana on Friday and then Houston on Saturday before returning home to face Golden State on Monday. And I think tickets are still remaining for that game on Monday. And of course, Golden State is struggling because of injuries this year. But uh, hopefully those two teams will have a good game on Monday. So if you're going to be in the Atlanta area maybe for extra day for Thanksgiving, hey, come on down to State Farm. You know, we'd love to see you, all right? Now, shout out to Blue Nation, the Georgia State Panthers, the basketball team. They defeated Charlotte in overtime on Wednesday at home, 81-78. to The Panthers had four players in double figures led by Corey Allen with 17 points. The Panthers will now face Dartmouth at home on Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the GSU Sports Arena. Georgia Tech was now 2-3 and three on the season when I played back-to-back home games 
beginning this Sunday against Bethune-Cookman at 6 p.m., and December 8th against Syracuse. So good uh, ACC battle there. The Georgia men's basketball team, they face uh, Shawnee on Wednesday night, and uh, they will be home against North Carolina Central or the MEAC on December 4th at 7 p.m. Now, speaking of the MEAC, congratulations go out to the North Carolina anti-Aggies, led by second-year head coach Sam Washington. They clinched their spot in the Celebration Bowl coming up. Now, the uh, the win for the Aggies was on November 23rd with a win over North Carolina Central. Now, the Aggies finished runner-up in the MEAC with a 6-2 conference record, but uh, they don't appear in the Celebration Bowl due to Florida and m They're on the postseason ban, so, of course, they can't take part in the matchup uh, on December 21st at Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta. Now, this would be the Aggies' fourth appearance in the Celebration Bowl, having won all of the previous three in 2015, 17, and 18. And the game will be played, like I told you, Saturday, December 21st, 12 noon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. ABC will have coverage, but, of course, we want to see you at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You still have time to get your tickets as you can go to celebrationbowl.com and find out how. And I think it's going to be another great matchup for sure. So we'll see who the SWAC representative will be coming up as well. That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Make sure that you have a safe Thanksgiving as well. And it would be good to hear from you. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Reach out to me at KevinTaylor98. All right. As I always tell you, until the next time, never be discouraged. Always encouraged. I'm out.